0: Welcome back everyone to your Word of Truth podcast and this is your host Victor Ramos and in this episode we're going to be discussing the incommunicable attributes of God, the attributes that only God himself possess. Uh, We do share some uh, attributes with God such as love, uh, anger, um, compassion, you know we share attributes attributes of God but we're not going to be discussing that today what we will be discussing though is attributes that he solely possesses and so grab some popcorn grab your favorite drink grab your favorite treat um and just sit down and just enjoy this um again this is uh not entertainment uh, entertainment but this is uh I guess I would like to say a part of an education um, I am not a teacher, I am not a scholar, but um, uh, I just love um, doing my best to try to present God um, to others, and uh, though I fail every day, fail short, right, of that, um, I want to do my best to be um, presenting the Lord uh, to others, and so let's get into it. As, as I told you before, that. Um, we do have communicable attributes right or attributes that we share with God. But for today's discussion let's sh- let's share first who God is right And now guys, I want to point this out to you guys. in our finite minds, we can never comprehend all of God. What I mean by that is that even the world's best scholar, best theologian, the one who studied the Bible, who knows God, doesn't fully know God. Even scripture says that, you know, you, that we make the mistake in thinking that God was like us. And that God, in Isaiah 55, he says that his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. What does this say about God? This makes a statement that God is an infinite being, right? Part of his attribute we're finite okay and so god being infinite being eternal right he he is eternally existing uh from the beginning right he never was right he never came into existence he just always exis- existed excuse me and so when we see that god is eternal Um, all of his attributes, right? Um, which I'm probably not going to be discussing uh, every single attribute that is solely his. There are many who differ on this subject, um, but we're going to be discussing just a few. Um, uh, And here's the listing that goes on to him, to who he is. God is omnipotent. He is omnipresent. He is omniscient. He is sovereign, transcendent, immutable which is unchangeable and he is self-existent he doesn't need anything he doesn't need like food like we need food water he doesn't need any of none none of that he is just he just is right he tells moses i am who i am i am right he just is okay he never uh had a beginning he doesn't have an end he just is he always has existed and that can be compiled into he is holy he is separate from us he is not like us he is other he's in a different category right we we all are in one category all of humanity but god is in another category he is other right and again like i said some of these terms uh they um um might give us the imagery and the reason why i'm stating these terms and so that you guys can see okay i have a box here and this is a holy box and nothing can be in here not that god is in a box but that god is in this place and we are in another place we're separate from god and so god's omnipotent what does omnipotent mean well god is an all-powerful being right god is all-powerful Right? He is sovereign, right? he and, and, and his sovereignty and his power and who he is, um, it's what makes him God, right? In Job 42, two, Job says, I know that you can do all things and that no plan of yours can be thwarted. Wow. That tells me that my day-to-day life, right, it, it's... God is full has full control over that. Not that I don't have responsibility, but that God is in full control of the circumstances. I can turn to Him when things don't go "quote unquote" my way, right? And it shouldn't be my way anyway. (laughs) It should be always His way, right? But we're finite beings, and so (laughs) Uh, in short terms, we want to be our own God and god says no i am i am the god um god being all-powerful there is nothing that can ever um uh, um, take his plans off course there is nothing that happens even even in 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 the old testament uh in the book of numbers um the, uh, the lord says to moses He says, is the Lord's arm too short? You will now see whether or not what I say will come true for you. And, you know, God is about ready to give these uh, Moses and the Israelites who he brought out of Egypt, um, bring them to the promised land, right? Well, if, if you read your Bible, you would know that because of their disobedience, um, uh, fact that they did not keep his commandments um they didn't make it there even moses didn't make it there um and the book of deuteronomy goes through that process right moses is reiterating what had happened through the wilderness and um and he states to them you know it was because you know that god planned this I, i i won't even make it to the promised land but our generations will Right, the people who will come after us, right, being the Israelites, and um, anyway, I'm getting off course here, right? See, this is what my wife says I do all the time. I go on a tangent, and then I start (laughs) discussing more and more things, which I should hold back from, right, guys? Continue to pray for me, but, um. But God says, right? This is how powerful God is. God said, let there be and it was right In genesis 1 6 and 1 3 he says let there be light and there was light In 1 6 he says let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters and let it separate the waters from the waters and 1 9 genesis he says let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear and it was so everything that God said and says comes into being. The psalmist in, in Psalm thirty-three six says that by the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth all their host. Right, that the starry host, right, the 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 the, the stars in the skies. Right, when we look at the skies and we see that God said, "Let that be." the all-powerful God said let that be there and praise God you know it is God who um, who calls things into existence I know there are a lot of uh, churches out there and I know that I used to be a part of one where you can just call things into existence and it was right but that is um, one that's blasphemy Um, and God is the only one who can call things into existence. He has that power. We don't, right? I can't say let there be food in front of me and it will be. Nope. I have to go up, either go buy food, go make food, go find food. But not for God. Not for God. And we see this demonstrated throughout scripture, right? I mean even even um you know Jesus when he fed the 5000, you know, he took the two loaves of bread uh, the 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 five loaves of bread and the two fish and he praised god and he was able to feed five thousand but now the bible says men that doesn't mean that it was just men he fed also the women and so if you can think of let's just do a little bit of um, math here there's five thousand men and let's just say all of them are married there's five thousand women that's ten thousand people okay and let's just say um for each uh, husband and wife. There was at least one child. When well, we got what? How many? Five thousand kids, right? And so, about fifteen thousand to twenty thousand people were fed off of just five loaves and two fish. Who did that? God. <laughs> That's how powerful he is. And so, God is powerful. This should bring an awe to us right this should this should make us awe and wander right and and just be like wow how powerful is god that he would call things that don't exist into existence okay we're not god but god is god right god is god he's yahweh god's omnipresent people what does this mean that god is present everywhere right um that god is uh the god is everywhere at all times right not that god is in um what some well panthe- pantheism right pantheists say that you know that god is uh, god is in everything right the trees the birds the grass the rocks the ground But that's not what scripture teaches. Scripture teaches us that God is everywhere. Right? And that God is... um, uh, That God... Because he is eternal. Because he existed. um, You know, listen to what Isaiah 57.15 says. It says, For thus says the one, meaning God, who is high and lifted up, who inhabits inhabits dwells right eternity whose name is holy i dwell in the high and holy places and also with him who is of a contrite and lowly spirit to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite god sitting on the high places in the heavens also sits with the lowly He also dwells with the lowly and um god sees it all right his omnipresence he sees all things he he, he's all powerful and he's all he's in he's everywhere right um in both time and space right so past present future right that's god's omnipresence right he's in the past and present and future he's in just like he is here now he is also in california you know and two different states two two different time zones but god is there right um and this is just the, the amazing just the aspect of god that we can't run from god that we where we, as the psalmist says, Where would we go? Where can I go? Where can I flee from your spirit, Lord? Where can I go from your spirit, Lord? I mean think about that. And in and, and Psalm 139, listen to what um David says. He says, Where can I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend. To heaven you are there if I make my bed and Sheol, you are there if I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me if I say surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night even the darkness is not dark to you the night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. Praise the Lord. You know, also, you know, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, because thou art with me. Right? God is the one who is with us. He's everywhere. Um, one of one of God's other omnis is his omniscience, right? He's his omniscient. And... And that is that God is all-knowing. He is a God who knows it all. He knows every thought life that you have. He knows what you're doing right now. Um, he, he knows it all. Uh, he's an all-knowing, powerful, all-present being. Right? And and this is... Um, um, it's, it's not restricted to... Uh, the persons of the Godhead Right uh, As in Father, Son, and Holy Spirit um, Because they're all Omniscient Right um, God knows He knows everything um, um, listen, listen to what First John 3.20 says it says For whenever our hearts condemn us God is greater than our hearts And He knows Everything He knows it all he knows everything. And we can rely on Him. Right? Um, God knows uh, the very hair on our head. The very number. Can we count the very hairs on our head? I don't think we can. I think even if we try to, <laughs> we will lose count very fast. But not the Lord. For He knows. He knows every hair on our head. It is numbered. And... Um, um when we think about um God and we think about his uh omniscience, right? Him knowing everything. Um for the Christian, you know, this should be an humbling thing. This should be a thing where the Christian um knowing that he is he is a sinner saved by grace and that he still sins, he should know that God knows the exact timing. When this will happen. And though we, we don't know, right? I cannot, I am not all-knowing. I do not know what will happen in three hours from now. But God does, right? I have to rely on Him, right? Excuse me. And I have to pray that the Lord would um, guide my steps, right? That I would seek His understanding, not lead on my own, right? Proverbs, um, uh, th- uh, Proverbs 3, right? And that I am to... Um, lean towards God I am to ask him to guide me because why? because I sin right? because we fall into sin and God knows it God knows it but his word tells me that if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness that is the God I serve he knows it you know do you think that God knew in the God? Do you think that God didn't know in the garden when he asked Adam, Where are you? No, he knew. He was drawing a confession out of Adam because he knew. Because when Adam said, Oh, I hid because I was afraid, I heard you in the garden, and so I hid. What did God say? I said, Did you eat of the fruit which I commanded you not to eat? Not that he didn't know that he did. He did. Um, In a way, this is not that it's, it's, it's funny, but in a way, you know, we sometimes can laugh about that, right? You know, Adam knew that God created him. You think that Adam knew that God would know where he was at? The Bible doesn't say so, but he hid. And so maybe he thought that God didn't know. But God created all things. And therefore God knows all things. Praise God. God is sovereign. And in his sovereignty exists all of these omnis, right? Omnipresent, omnipotent, omniscient God. But he is, he is sovereign. What does it mean that God is sovereign? That he uh, is in full control of everything, right? Um listen to what uh, gotquestions.com states it says that God applies his sovereignty right specifically how much control he exhorts over the wills of men when we speak of the sovereignty of God we mean he rules the universe but then the debate begins over when and where his control is direct or when it is indirect right so does that mean that for every action that I do, you know, I'm going to get in my car and I'm going to drive away. And, uh, you know, God, God sovereignly pointed me to there. No, no, that's not, that's not what it means. That's not, that's not what it means at all. Um, um, as a matter of fact, Psalm 147, uh, 5 says that great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. We, we don't know the exact um sovereignty of god we know that he's in control and for the christian this is what we lean on we lean on the sovereignty of god right that he is in full control that one day we will be with him that that he will save those who he has called to himself um and we know that um, you know that god um, in his sovereignty created he created everything you know, he created all things to exist um, but that God um, he also offers us choices right We see that in the in the Old Testament in Deuteronomy 30 um, we see that uh, verses 15 through 19 it says that uh, see I have set before you today life and good But if your hearts turns away and you will not hear, but are drawn away to worship other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall surely perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are going over the Jordan to enter enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse therefore choose life that you and your offspring may live and so god is saying here that he's making he's given a choice to to the israelites right to israel he's saying you know obey my commandments obey them do as i say and these things will follow you'll be blessed if you don't you'll be cursed right and so god it's not that he uh he doesn't control us. Right. And this is a big debate with free will. right? Do we have free will? I would say it in this sense. If our God is the one who ultimately has free will and if our free will were to be up to and confront God's free will, well, who would win? Would it be our free will? No, it would be God. And so, though we have uh, volition, we have we can choose things, right? It's not to say that um, that we, in some type of way, we we can't do things. I'm not saying that we can't um, outside of God's sovereignty, um, but it's all under the sovereignty of God. He is the ruler, right? Um, you know, God holds us responsible to our sins. You know, we see in, in Exodus 20, uh, verse five. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and the fourth generation to those who hate me. Okay? Why? Because God, we're responsible for our actions, our sins, what we do, because we are, that is our nature, we're responsible for them. We're responsible We need to take responsibility Right We hear it all the time Take responsibility for your actions Well God says You need to take responsibility For your sins You know And ultimately He does away with that And how does he do that On the cross But That's not to say That a Christian Should walk in sin No We should not be Conformed to this world But be transformed By the renewing of our minds Right To be more and more like Jesus Romans 12 we cannot um, be like the world and therefore because we are a new creation right second corinthians 5 17 anyone be in christ he's a new creation the old things have passed away behold all things are new and so if all things are new i am to walk in that newness of life is it perfect nope because who's perfect god is god is the only perfect being part of his attribute He's perfect we are imperfect beings okay Another thing I would say that out of God's um, his, his sovereign, right, um, that, that he is the very essence of power, of wisdom, of authority to do anything that he chooses within his creation. Now, if God right now, if he wanted to turn all of us into dust. Where did it come from? Dust, right? Turn all of us into dust again. Just zap everyone be powder. Right? <laughs> if God wanted to do so, could he do that? Absolutely. I believe he can. I know that he can. Now, he chooses not to do that out of his out of his grace, his love. For humanity you guys got to remember that that his very humanity the very creation of humanity was the crown of his creation all right when he created man he breathed life into him that's what he did with man and so God's sovereignty is not not this you know where if God's in full control then why do we have all these killings in the world and why do we have um, the killings of babies and abortion, the the murderers, the, you know, the rapists. Why do we have all this? If, if God is sovereign, why can't he just make... Because why? Because we live in a fallen world. And because why? Because God has said in his word, okay, his word is truth. And he has said in his word that he's going to do away with this, that he is coming again. Okay? And as Christians, we should... Trust his word, look to his word when things don't seem like they are being sovereignly controlled by our creator. What else is God? He is transcendent. What does it mean to be transcendent? It means to exist above and independent from, to rise above, surpass, or succeed. Right? God is the only true transcendent being the lord god almighty in hebrew el shaddai okay created all things on the earth and beneath the earth and in the heavens above but he exists above and independent from them what does that mean that god is outside of us though he is here right that god is the one that um, they were upheld by his mighty power. Listen to uh, Hebrews 1:3. Uh, it says he is the radiance of the glory of God, right? As Jesus, he's the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. God, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, the very imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Praise God. He, for himself, he holds all things alone. We we do not. We don't have full control. And it's so that he may receive the glory and honor and praise you know god being transcendent is unknown and unknowable but yet god he continually seeks to reveal himself to us in his creation right um it's almost like saying he's like a paradox you know being transcendent god is the incomprehensible creator Uh, existing outside of space and time and thus is unknowable and unsearchable, then neither by an act of uh, our will nor by our own reasoning can we possibly come to understand God or experience Him personally? But God wants us to. He does. He wants us to seek Him. He wants us to know Him. He wants us to come to Him. And we cannot do that apart from God initiating first. You know, God says that His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. That His ways are higher than our ways. That as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Isaiah 55. And when we see that God... You know, that we, as as children of God, as Christians, we long to seek and know God more and more. We want to do those things. We want to seek God. We want to know Him. Because why? Because we have been reunited with Him. Listen to what Romans 11.33 says and the following. It says, Oh, the depths of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable forever amen that is absolutely just remarkable that god that it's nothing that i can do nothing that i did to receive the love and grace and mercy of my lord jesus christ nothing i did there's nothing i did yet god is transcendent right that listen to what uh, Got question says it says another aspect of God's transcendent nature that places him beyond the reach of his creation and his holiness and his righteousness because of man's proclivity to sin meaning we're prone to sin and his desire for wickedness he is denied the right to enter God's presence God has no choice but to turn his face away from us like he did with Moses when he acts to see God's glory. And you know what God said? God says to Moses in Exodus 33, 20. He says, you cannot see my face. For no one may see my face and live. To see the fullness of the glory of God would be too much for any human to bear. It would break the earthen vessel in pieces. The full revelation of God is therefore reserved for the future. When all things will be seen. As they are. And men will be in a condition. To receive him. Praise God. That. God God says. You cannot see me and live. He tells Moses. And yet in that. God says but I will. Pass on by you. I will turn my back to you. Right. Almost like. Given moses like a, a preview right and we see this in in the new testament with jesus right when he takes uh, uh peter and john and um and uh he takes him up to and james takes him up to the 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 mountain right for the trans transfiguration right when, when he when he peels back his skin and reveals his glory He's glowing. He's shining. He's he, he is in his glory, right? We see that in Scripture. And God is also immutable. God is unchanging, guys. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Excuse me. God does not change. He cannot change. In Malachi three six, he says, "I am the Lord. I do not change." This is what he says. And listen to what numbers 23 19 says he says god is not man that he should lie or son of man that he should change his mind has he said and will he not do it or has he spoken and will he not fulfill it man praise god for that that god has said what he will do and he will bring it to fullness you know, the Bible says that what God has already started, he will bring to perfection, right? That he's the one who will do it, not us. And he's not man that he should lie, right? We, we tend to change every single day. We change our minds like we change our underwear, right? <laughs> Though it's more frequent than that, right? <laughs> but we do we change our minds so frequently we go from our emotions are up and down from happy to sad to angry to just in our as they say in our feelings right we tend to get in our feelings that's not God God doesn't get in his feelings Mm-mm. nope to say he does would be blasphemy God doesn't get in his feelings He's not a god that is controlled by his emotions. Though he has them, right? Bible says he is long-suffering, has loving kindness, he is gracious to all, compassionate. This was shown in, in Jesus, right? Where he had compassion over people. He saw the multitudes and he, f- he had compassion for them. So God has feelings. But they don't change like ours do. And therefore, His glory. We want everything to be for us. We want. We we want this 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 uh, this indignation of anger, right? And it portrays our pride. It portrays uh, our selfishness, right? That when we, um, when we really think about it, when we get angry, it's because we want. For ourselves. But God is the only God who does things for his glory, not for mankind. But God is unchanging. Not only that, but listen to what James 1:17 says. It says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation, no change, or shadow do to change God is God doesn't change scripture says over and over that God is the same today yesterday and forever God is unchanging God cannot change and God does all things for his glory for the praise of himself you know uh, he's it really speaks to his perfection. You know, could, could you imagine we see our governors and our rulers, right? Um, the man in charge, right? Um, Mr. Biden, right? Uh, based on his feelings, things can change in an instance, right? Foreign country, he gets mad, he wants to declare a declare war, it can happen. Right? Um, But with God, He does all things for His glory, not necessarily because He just wants to. It's for a purpose. You know, we tend to do things because we want to. Right? I feel like doing it, so I'm just going to do it. That's not God. God doesn't just one day just get up and say, you know what? I feel like raining fire and brimstone down. That's what I'm going to do today. He should. For our disobedience and for the fact that we sin against Him. But He is rich in mercy. His loving kindness goes on for thousands and thousands. And because He will save a people for Himself, this is the God of the universe, the God that I serve. Not only that, but because God is perfect and He's unchangeable, He doesn't need anything. He cannot change for the better, right? um, If God were to ever lose anything, He can no longer be called perfect, right? In order to be called perfect, meaning that you have it all. You have everything that you ever needed, you don't need anything, Um, you don't want anything, Right? You have it all, right? And therefore, if he's no longer perfect, he cannot change for the worse. So guys, God's immutability, his unchangeable attribute, doesn't share with us. He doesn't change. And though I can go on for probably another hour or two i'm not gonna do that to you guys (laughs) i'm just kind of getting my feet wet in this right this is probably the longest podcast longest episode i've done on my podcast so please bear with me um but god is also his aseity right his self-existence he is the uncreated creator right he is all existing right that He says in Isaiah 46, 9, For I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. None. Right? No one like him. He is God. Who is like God? No one. He existed throughout all eternity. In the beginning, God. God created the heavens and the earth. In the book of John. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, right? And all things came came through him, right? He is all existing. He is, he, he is eternal, right? He doesn't need. He tells Moses in Exodus that I am who I am, right? He is the eternally self-existing being who always was and always will be, right? Okay. We see that. the scriptures that god is eternally is existing not only that but that god would be the one that through him all things were created in heaven and earth like colossians says this that the visible and the invisible right whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities um, all things were created through him and for him and he is before all things and in him, all things hold together. God is self existing, eternal being. There's none like him, as proclaimed in Isaiah. No one like him. Not only that, he is the Alpha and Omega, right? We see that in Revelation. He is the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, right? the beginning and the end, right? There was never a start to him, nor there will ever be an ending to him. He is God. And praise God that he is God. I mean, just, guys, I want you to think about this, guys. The responsibility of God, right? That God is all-powerful, all-knowing, that he is fully in control. That he is from everlasting to everlasting. Right? Could you imagine if we took on that type of responsibility? Right away. Just start thinking about it. I know I am right now. And I don't want that type of responsibility. I don't. Because I know that I would fail deeply. I would fail, guys. I would fail. I would fail. I would fail. But not God. Not God. You know, God says that um, that um, that all that he has, that all that was given to him, right? Jesus says all that was given to him, that they will come to him. And whoever comes, he will never drive away. John 6. Right? That he won't do that. Not only that, but because he is eternal and self-existing, He provides all. He is sufficient to meet our every need. The very first line of Psalm 23, let this sink in. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. If I have the shepherd, I have life, because he is all existing. He is the good shepherd. Who calls his sheep. Who calls all things to himself. So guys, I know this will seem like a pretty lengthy episode going on a little bit over 40 minutes now. Um, but I love doing this because I love to speak on the things of God. I love to proclaim truth, the word of God, because it is his word that it is truth. For your word is truth And we are to be sanctified Through his word And so in this God will continue to sanctify Those who need sanctification And guess what We all do There's not one of us Especially if you're a Christian Who says You know what I don't need it I'm good now Saved Nope God will continue to sanctify His people And it is by his word By his very word he uses that cause. And so guys. This has been great. I can go on for more and more. And I pray and hope that this wasn't so much. uh, As boring to you. But I pray that you guys really took in. What I have said. And as I said before in previous episodes. That line up everything with the word of God. Whatever I said. Take into consideration. Read the word of God be a berean, search the scriptures to find out if it's true. I could elaborate on all of these uh, attributes of God um, and go to extensive detail but it would probably go on for well over four hours. Trust me it would and I don't know everything. I don't know everything at all. I don't. hey I I'm not a scholar. I I don't have a, a a degree in this, but just going through his word you can find out what is it about God that separates us from him? what is it about God that he is other that he is holy and we're not and using scripture we can come to these conclusions. you know every every person that studies the Word of God, Is a theologian. You study the word of God. You are studying God. You are a theologian. Theology means the study of God. Right? It's the study of God. And we should all be doing that as Christians. We should all all be looking to his word. And to study his word. And to make sure that what, what we're saying. Lines up with scripture. And. This is how we should take it. And so guys, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for um your time. Um and I pray that this has blessed you. I pray that this has drawn you to who God is, that he is life. That is probably an extensive attribute to him, that he is life. We're not, we don't give off life, but he is life. And so until next time, guys. Whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, do it all to the glory of God. Grace and peace, y'all.